It's good to be in the land of the living. It's good to still have joy and hope. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Word of God says, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Isn't that good news? We ought to be excited about it. More excited about our favorite artists in concert. Amen, somebody. We should be. I'm serious. You know, you, we, need, we, need to, we need to gin up some more enthusiasm about coming into the house of the Lord. Amen. All you need to do is think about it for a minute before you even arrive. Anticipate it. Anticipate a blessing. You know, as you're preparing on a Saturday evening or a Sunday morning, hopefully a Saturday evening. Amen. That, that way you're more definitive about your approach. You think, well, what am I wearing? You, you already picked that out. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You know, and then we can go casual here anyway. You don't, you don't have a whole lot of restrictions. Put your dungarees on. <laughs> Young people don't know what a dungaree is. Put your jeans on. You know, amen, somebody. See, I remember when ladies couldn't wear britches to church. Amen. Pastor got his jeans on today. Amen, somebody. I remember when you had to wear a suit and tie, suited and booted. Amen. Oh, how times have changed. And that's, good. that's a good thing. That's, that's a good thing. I remember when you couldn't wear that lipstick. I don't know, maybe they thought your lips would get sticky here. You wore this, I don't know. I don't know why that was. Amen, somebody. But I ain't never been part of that tradition. Amen. Legalistic and uh, domineering and unbiblical. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You know, and we can get caught up into the matters that do not matter. The question is, do you love Jesus? And do you love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength? Are you passionate about that love for him? Is it serious for you? Amen, somebody. That's what's vital. That's what's vital. And if, it, and, and, if, and if my connection with Jesus is strong, I can do this. Amen. The things that I want to suggest to you today that are part of being a rejoicer. Amen. You know, that's our handle, rejoicers. We're trying to brand that. Let's, let's do a, uh, a relevant approach to the faith for this generation. Amen. And uh, we've talked about various elements of it. And last Sunday, uh, we talked about the test, amen, and, uh, and how that can be morphed into a testimony, amen. So we're going to talk about the test, and we're going to talk about the money. The money is today, amen, and the money is the blessing that comes out of the test. Y'all with me today? Amen. Like, lean this way, smile a little bit. Don't be mean mugging me. I ain't did nothing to you. <laughs> Amen, somebody. 
you had a hard evening, just, just get glad right now. Amen. Lean this way. And uh, so we talked about the test. Examine yourselves. Second uh, Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourselves. Yourselves. Amen. And uh, to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Amen. And then the first text after that is Genesis 1, 28 and 30. Uh, Scripture talks about, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. Amen. God says, you know, I'm blessing you. I mean, the first place of blessing was in the Garden of Eden. Amen. The first place of blessing was in the Garden of Eden where God made provisions. And he charged us with a responsibility. The responsibility to be fruitful, to multiply, to take dominion over the earth. To, and unfortunately, as a result of sin, rebellion, a revolt took place, and we forfeited these rights. Amen, somebody. Amen. We forfeited these, these privileges to be fruitful. You know, and instead of a blessing, as a result of the disobedience, the rebellion, the revolt, we received a curse. So now, to be fruitful is going to be more difficult. To be productive is going to be more of a chore, more laborious. Amen, somebody. It's going to take effort and energy and toil and labor to produce. Amen? So paradise jettisoned, and now we're in a new dispensation, a new era. Paradise loss. And we're to be moving in, back into this place where we reconnect with God. Amen? Genesis uh, 9, 1 and 3, the word says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Amen? Now, you have to understand, he said this to him after he had destroyed the earth. The Word of God says that God regretted that he had made humanity. That's how disgusted he was. Amen. And then he charged Noah and his progeny, his children, maybe even at that time his grandchildren or great-grandchildren, to again fulfill this covenant, be fruitful multiply. Amen? Fill the earth. And God also set in motion a new covenant. The new covenant at this moment is a covenant to limit himself. He said, I'm not going to destroy the earth anymore. Amen? Isn't that good news? <laughs> I'm not going to destroy you anymore. I'm going to limit myself. And the beginning of the age of grace began grace and mercy. Amen? Uh, 
an, an, an era of grace and mercy, and, and he's moving toward, in the fullness of time, bringing full circle the opportunity for us to reconnect, to reconcile, to be atoned, uh, to, to be in relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit through Jesus' redemption on the cross. So the sin debt would be satisfied, and we would be set back on the path of blessing. Amen? Did you know that in relationship with Christ, we are set on the path for blessings? And we are, in essence, empowered and equipped to rebuke the curse? Amen? So, so, so the curse can be rebuked. We can once again have authority. We can once again exercise dominion. We can once again be fruitful and productive. We can once again be prosperous and blessed. Amen. So we can traverse this territory, this rough, this rough ground, this rough era, and we can make it through, make it out, and make it over because of the power of God, the promises of God, the provisions of God. Amen. But they come a little bit differently now. Because we still have pain. We still have suffering. We still have disappointment. We still have trials and tribulations. We still have potentially dark day days and difficult nights. Amen, somebody. So we still have a test. Hmm? And what God gives the Christian the ability to do is to overcome the curse and to squeeze and to wrestle out of this pain, this suffering, this difficulty, a blessing. He says all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Not that all things are good, but all things work together for the good. So he says I can convert it. I can transform it. Amen. I can recreate it. I can make it into a blessing even in the midst of you thinking, this is a curse. Amen? I'm not being blessed right now. It's hard. It's difficult. It's tough. It's troublesome. It's trying. You know, I'm frustrated. God says, I can take your frustration and your fears and give you faith and a blessing out of every circumstance. Isn't that good news? That's the testimony. Amen? The testimony is that God brought me out, that God brought me through. If I'm committed to him, if I'm connected to him, if I'm yielded to him, if I'm honoring him, if I'm seeking him first, if, I'm, if I have a joy in him, praise God, he says, I can take all this stuff that's on your plate and minimize it. Amen, somebody. I can minimize it. I can make it minute, small. I can make it, make it, make it in contrast to the blessings. I can make this very small to you. Amen, somebody. You're saying, well, I'm going through something right now. Well, God said, I can make that small for you. I can miniaturize it. Amen. You still may have to go through it, but I can miniaturize it. It's like, it'll be like water off a duck's back. Just flowing off of me. Amen. I'm waterproof. I'm bulletproof. I got my shield. I got my sword. I'm good to go. I'm protected. Praise God. By the power of God. Amen. In Genesis 12, 2, another promise. It says, uh, it says, and I will make of you a great nation, 
Amen. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. The Abrahamic covenant, the Abrahamic blessing, where he calls Abraham out of, you know, meager circumstances. And he says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to add to you. I'm going to make your progeny a great nation. Amen. And so God ushers in, again, a time of blessing. I'm going, my, it is my intent to bless you and to bless your children. Deuteronomy 1.8, see, I have set the land before you. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to your fathers. Another promise, another blessing. I'm going to give you land when you don't have land. I'm going to give you the ability to overtake your enemies and over, over, overrun obstacles. Praise God, when they're in your way so that you can have turf and territory that's dedicated for my purposes and for my people. Amen? So I'm with you, with you in the midst of the struggles. I'm with you in the midst of your potential acquisitions. I'm going to help you acquire stuff. Amen? Isn't that good news? Another blessing. I, I can even have a parcel of land. Amen? Psalm 29, verse 11. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Amen. He gives strength and stamina and endurance and the ability to move forward, and he also establishes peace. If I got peace, that also means that, you know, if, 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 if peace is, having peace is a problem, that also means I got some disturbance of the peace. Amen. Anything ever disturb your peace? Anything ever disturb your joy? Hmm? Anything kind of discombobulate you a little bit? Amen, somebody. Just rattle you. Hmm? God said, I can minimize that. Amen. I can give you overcoming power where it will be minute. Amen, somebody. So we're talking about getting to this place of blessing. Amen. So he strengthens his people and he gives them peace. Exodus 23, 22. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Amen. Amen. So, so this gets us into the how to. How, how, do I, how do I move toward? Well, but if you carefully obey his voice and you do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Why is this important? Amen? Why does he want to take up the battle, battle for us? Because he loves everybody. Amen, somebody. God loves everybody. God loves folk we want to hate. Amen? People groups that are at odds and nations that are at odds and ethnic groups that are at odds, racial Tensions, you know, or, you know, racism, you know. He, he, loves, he loves the racist. Amen, somebody. You say he does. Yeah, he loves the racist. Amen. So he, you ain't God. He says, so let me handle your enemies because you're going to take it too far. Amen, somebody. I'm trying to redeem them. Redeem them. I'm trying to restore them. I'm trying to renew their minds. I'm trying to renew their hope. I'm, 
I'm trying to change them psychologically, mentally, emotionally. I'm, I'm trying to get them on the right path. That ain't always your intent. You just want them up out of your way. Amen, somebody. God, make my enemies my footstool. Let me just climb on top of them. Let me just jump on top of them. Amen, somebody. That's what we, we want to we jump on top of. Can I get a witness in the house? Oh, I'm the only one. Okay, okay. Pastor be one to pounce. Amen, somebody. But see, see y'all, some, y'all ain't had as many enemies as I have had. <laughs> you understand? I had a plethora of enemies. Amen. I say, well, how'd that happen? Well, you know, Satan get in on the pastor. He be trying to get in there on you. So the first thing he does, he says he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. To steal. Amen. So what, it, what the enemy tries to do is steal what God has for you. So you're saying, well, yeah. So guess what God trying to take from the pastor? The church. I mean, guess what Satan is trying to take from the pastor? The whole church. He wants to take the whole church out. That's his objective. Amen, somebody. And he achieves it sometimes. Amen. If it's, the, if it's a core that's, you know, uh, confused or deranged <laughs> or core, you know, they say it only takes seven people to tear up a church. Did you know that? Seven. Seven advocates. Seven strong you know, enemies, seven folk going at it hard, seven folk spreading rumors, seven folk uh, committed to discord and division. And guess what? You, guess what? They can begin to tear down and tear up the church. When I started this church, that's why I insisted in the, that the, in the bylaws that I have the power to put somebody out. I can legally put you out. You say, Did you, I ain't never had to do that, but I just wanted to have it in my pocket. <laughs> just in case. Amen? Because in my former church, <laughs> I needed to put a few people out, and I didn't have the power to do it. Amen, somebody? So I said, okay, I can't do it. Let me resign and start over and do it again. Amen. God is able. So I'm, t- I'm talking about tests that happen. I'm talking about right now a test that God brings you through, brings me through, brings us through, and attacks are part of the process. Enemies are real. But he, wa- he, doesn't wanna, he, he wants us to detach the person from the problem and love the person anyway. Amen. Amen. That's what he's trying to get us to. That's why he said to, to love your enemies. And he says, and I'll fight your battles. Amen. So when the enemy is coming at you, the question is, can you not fight your own battle? Can you not be vindictive? Can you not try to justify yourself? Can you not try to defend yourself? Can you not try to ridicule them because they're ridiculing you? Can you not try to persecute them because they're persecuting you? Can you not try to pull them down because they're trying to pull you down? It's a whole inversion of the responses. You know, society doesn't teach us that. Amen. Presidential politics doesn't teach us that. The Congress doesn't teach us that. Congress say, go at your enemies. 
and use every means possible, use every means possible to take them down and to take them out. Amen? That is not our value. God says, I'm going to fight your battles because I know how to fight them. Amen? I know how to deal with them. I, I, now, now, that means that doesn't mean you don't have a part to play. You have a part to play. You have to be prayerful. You have to be careful. <laughs> Amen. You have to be led by God. You have to be in the Word of God. Let the Word be your shield. Praise God. Let the Word direct your path. Praise God. You have to be prayerful so that you can push back the encroachment of the enemy and you can move forward in Christ. Next thing you know, your enemy be, enemy be loving on you. So why, why, you, why, you being, why are you being so nice? I've been praying for you. I know what's going on. I've been blessing your name. The word says, be good to those who despitefully use you. Amen. I've been being good to you in spite of you being nasty toward me. Amen. So I'm taking the high road because the test, it's a test. It's just a test. Amen. And I got to look at this thing objectively. I got to not let my emotions and my feelings get caught up in my responses. And I got to ask God to show me his route, to show me his path, because I don't want to miss my blessing. Amen, somebody. You know, uh, you know, when I left uh, my former church, I could have spent a whole lot of time talking about uh, how unfair people were. Amen, somebody. And I've heard people do that. I've heard the one televangelist do it when, you know, he had problems and he just went on and ragged those people out. He, the bi bishops in, the, in, the, in my former church, they used to wear purple collars, purple shirts, white collars. And he was in a denomination like that. And, he, and on t national television, he called them bish bishops, purple people eaters. <laughs> Amen, somebody. But I said, you know something? I'm a, I mean, this is a test for me. Amen. Other people don't know what I've gone through. You don't know the details. So no, ain't no sense in me giving you a partial lopsided story. Amen. Ain't no sense in me airing my dirty laundry. Ain't no sense in me telling everybody, how, whoa, whoa, and low is me, how difficult life is. That's a test for some of us because some of us, all we can do is complain, murmur, grumble, you know, talking about how bad it is and how unfair it is and how unjust it is. That's a test for you to just close your mouth. Amen, somebody. Unless it's for a prayer request with somebody with a trusted confidant. Can, can you do that? Or do you have to keep pushing the replay button? And what you're doing is you're hurting your own self because unforgiveness is in your heart. And as a result, it's like an unchecked cancer that's eating away at you. It ain't hurting the other person. You, they out of, you're out of sight and out of their mind. Amen, somebody. They ain't thinking about you. And you're still being plagued by thoughts of them. You need to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. Come on, say it with me. Let it go. Say it with me with some enthusiasm. Let it go to the glory of Almighty God. Let it go. Amen. Move on with your life. Don't be bogged down by the past, the pains, the hurts, the hang-ups, the abuses. Amen. God's trying to give you a new name, a new identity, a new image. Do you know that we are made in the image and likeness of God? Somebody said, well, I want to be like God. You already like God. God made you in his image and likeness. Now, with original sin, 
and the sin, what we lost is the image of God. But when we get back in Christ, we regain the image of God in us. Amen? And we can tap into those spiritual components like the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, perseverance. Amen, somebody? So what, what that stuff sound like? That stuff sound like stuff you need to go through a test. Sound like stuff you need to go through a trial. I need love. Why? Because it's hate all around. I need joy because somebody or something always trying to steal it. Amen? I need patience because stuff ain't happening instantaneously. Amen? I got to be able to wait for a season. Amen, somebody? I need gentleness. Praise God. Because people can be rough around the edges. They can be abusive. They can be rambunctious and obstreperous. I just dropped, dropped that on you. <laughs> Amen. That means unruly. Amen, somebody. So, so you, got, you got all this around you, but God says be gentle in the midst of it. Amen. To have mercy in the midst of it. Extend grace in the midst of it. You are of, cut from a different cloth. God has made you different. God has made you peculiar. We are peculiar people. Praise God. Bless by Almighty God to take a different route, to go against the grain, praise God, to go against the culture, to go against the common, you know, practices of our age and of our time. Amen? Why? Why? Because it's worth it, baby. It's worth it. It's worth it to go against the grain. Why? Because it achieves peace in me. It achieves calm in me. I can be one way. Amen? If I'm planning some get back, you know, them stratagems, they're going to occupy my mind and obsess my mind so until I ain't even thinking straight no more. But if I'm planning to bless you, amen, somebody, I ain't got to think hard about that. Amen, I just, I just bless you. I'm kind to you. I'm cordial towards you. Amen, I may not trust you, but I'll bless you. Amen, and I'll love you. Amen. And, and, and so I extend this grace towards others. God, that's what God is calling us to. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Amen. Obey his voice. Come out of darkness. Move into the light. Rely on your God. Trust in your God. Have confidence in your God. That's what the test achieves. In Numbers 6 and 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious on you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You know, when you are a recipient of a blessing, you can declare and proclaim and announce a blessing upon somebody else. We're blessed to become a blessing. Amen. It ain't just about me, myself, and I going for myself. I'm blessed to be, be a blessing. Amen. I'm blessed to bless somebody else. I'm blessed to extend somebody else grace like God extended me grace. I'm blessed to extend somebody else forgiveness like God extended me forgiveness. I'm blessed to extend somebody mercy like God extended me mercy. I am blessed so I can be a blessing. Amen, somebody. 
So we got to get into this mode of being a blessing in the midst of it all, praise God. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, I bless his holy name. Amen. First Chronicles 4 and 10, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me. Amen, somebody. And that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Isn't that something? So he asked for a blessing of his territory, in other words, increase, promotion, you know, addition, amen. I, 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 I know you can do this, God, and when you are in Christ, he will produce. But we got to overcome the frustrations, we got to overcome the fears, we got to overcome misery, we got to overcome despair, and move into this covenant era where God is in the midst of blessing. God has already blessed through Jesus Christ. What a wonderful era to be in. I can't even imagine being before Christ, but after Christ came and after Christ died, that ignominious death on the cross, after, you know, he put these rivets through his hands and feet, speared aside, a crown of thorns on his head, after his sacrifice and his resurrection, I got all these wonderful vistas of opportunity that are available to me. Amen? I got supernatural access to a covenant that is, that, is, that, is, that is established because of the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So Jesus has already become the epitome of a testimony. Did you hear me? He represents it for us. Everything God asks us to do, he's already done. Everything he asks us to do, he's already done. Amen? And, and so here he is, tortured, under turmoil and torment, anguish, pain, disappointment, betrayal, rejection. Amen. All of that he went through. Oppressed. It's definitely inequality heaped upon him in this instance. He's not guilty of any crime. Falsely accused. Anybody ever been falsely accused? Amen. Somebody just come after you with rumors and lies. Amen, somebody. So that's what folk and the enemy has in store. But he stood the test. Stood there. Stood there. Strong, deliberate, loving, compassionate. A servant's heart in the midst of the persecution and the ridicule. Amen. So he shows us the way. He passed every test fathomable. Everyone. The enemy came at him straight up. Satan showed up on the scene to have a conversation, have a little talk with Jesus. Amen? And he pushed back temptations, and he pushed back the enemy, and he pushed back the proclivity to be selfish and became selfless for us. Amen, somebody? And he pushed back death and the grave. And he shows us that you can snatch victory even out of death. There's no greater testimony than what Jesus shares. He passed the test, and he still ushers a blessing in by his willingness to go through on our behalf. That's good news. Amen, somebody. That is good news. 
That's good news. You know, when I came to faith, we all have some levels of trauma in our lives, certain issues. Like, a lot of guys had daddy issues. Amen? So I was one of those guys that had some daddy issues. But what that means is I also had an identity issue. Amen, somebody. Who am I? You know, I'm looking at my dad. I, I don't really want to be exactly like him. Amen, somebody. So I, who am I going to be like? Amen, somebody. And then Christ comes in. At an early age in my life, Romans 8.15 describes, for, did, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So I found out at an early age that I had another father, Abba Father, and that he had adopted me. Amen. I had been engrafted into the family of God. Now I become one of the sons of our God, one of his children. And so my image started to reverse. Once I came into him, I began to recapture the image of Christ. Amen, somebody. And the image of Christ is one of victory. The image of Christ is one of triumph. The image of Christ is one of, of stability. The image of Christ is one of stamina and endurance. The image of Christ is one of sacrifice. The image of Christ is one of love. The image of Christ is one of mercy and grace. So I start to regain my true identity. Amen. Some of us are dependent on somebody else clarifying and defining who we are. We're too dependent on somebody else telling us who we are. You know, you need to accept who God says you are. Who does God say you are? Are you familiar with who God says you are? The Word of God says, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm a blessed, praise God. I am a child of God. And I am bequeathed benefits and blessings as a result. I have an inheritance as a result. I don't never consider myself poor because my father is rich in houses and land. Amen, somebody. I ain't never been poor. I ain't been poor hardly a day in my life. My whole adult life, I've been rich. Amen, somebody. My whole adult life, I've been rich. I know I'm getting a mansion one day. Amen. I, get a, I got a baby mansion on this side. Amen, somebody. Ain't God good? You know, God, God is able to, to do exceedingly beyond what we can anticipate or imagine or beyond what we could fathom or think. Praise God. That's how big God is. His blessings are innumerable, praise God. They are voluminous. God has blessings everywhere for us. If we but only believe, if we but only receive, if we but only embrace Him, He has a blessing for us. Through the test, through the trial. Amen, somebody. So, so guess what? My, my first, my first uh, testimony is one of reclaiming who I really am. Amen, somebody. You know, I'm not, I'm not just a kid, uh, you know, that grew up on an oyster shell road in Mobile, Alabama. You know, supposed to have been poor. Amen, somebody. Everybody was poor back then. Can I get a witness in the house? We didn't know we was poor, though. We act like we was rich. 
Amen? And God gives you new wealth, a new understanding, a new mind. So the beginning process, my first testimony is that my mind has been renewed. My mind has been transformed. My heart has been changed. Is that yours? Can you say that my mind is new? I'm no longer hopeless, I'm full of hope. I'm no longer fearless, I'm, I'm fearful, I'm full of faith. Praise God, I'm no longer doubtful. I am assured by the power of Almighty God. Amen. I'm no longer broke, I'm rich. I might have a little season right now, right? Have a little season right now, but I'm on my way to wealth. I'm on my way to prosperity. I'm on my way to blessings because God's going to open doors that no man can shut. He shuts doors that no man can open. So God has a season where I learn how to prosper. I learn how to be blessed. Then we have various testimonies. Maybe you have a testimony about how God healed you. Amen, somebody. You know, I had an injury one time. I talk about it. I don't want to talk about my testimony too much, but this testimony is money time, right? All right. I had an injury, a herniated disc in my back, and I wasn't supposed to have been able to play basketball ever again in my life. I'm going to shoot my jumper this afternoon. Amen, somebody. Did y'all ain't hearing me. I'm 60 years old. I'm still shooting my jumper. Amen, somebody. somebody. They told me I wasn't supposed to play again. They told me I wasn't supposed to do it again. They said I wasn't going to be standing up like this. I'm supposed to be bent over. No, uh-uh. You ain't taking my height. I ain't bent over. We, don't believe, we ain't believing that. We ain't believing for no stamina, all bent over. Can't hold. No, no. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke that. And we believe God for healing. Amen, somebody. Satan will try to take you out. He will try to take you out. But God has a blessing for you if you hold on, if you stick to it, if you pass the test and you do not give up. Don't give up on your blessing. Don't give up on your healing. Don't give up on your restoration. Don't give up on your rebuilding and refurbishing. Don't give up on God. Don't give up. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to give up. What God has for me, can't no man, woman, boy, or girl keep me from it. Amen, somebody. You can get in my way. I'm either going to go around you, I'm going to go over you, or I'm going to go under you, or I'm going to go right through you in the name of Jesus Christ. With him being my strength and my power, he will teach me and instruct me to win every time. I don't believe in, I don't believe in losing. Amen, somebody. Somebody say, well, you're going to lose sometime. No, if I lose right now, that's just a little skirmish. That's just a little battle. I'm, I'm fighting a war. Amen, somebody. I don't believe in losing the war. We ain't losing no war. Amen. No weapon fashioned or formed against me or you will be able to prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. So I have a testimony that throughout various obstacles God has given me the ability and he'll give it to you to jump that hurdle he'll give you the power to make it through he'll give you the strength and the stamina to take the victory from the enemy do you believe God for that amen somebody I'm almost finished amen truly or truly I say to you we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen but you do not receive our testimony. You know what? When God blesses you, you're supposed to be telling somebody. 
The song said, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I just couldn't keep it to myself. Amen, somebody. I got to tell somebody about how God brought me over. Amen. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, again, they're bold enough to tell somebody and perceive that these folk were uneducated folk, common men. They were astonished and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Are you going to tell somebody that you've been with Jesus? Amen. Are you going to boldly profess? Amen. Are you going to courageously care so that you can tell somebody about this faith? That's what a testimony is about. It's about telling somebody about the test and how God brought you through. Amen. How you managed it and handled it, handled it God's way. Whether he is a sinner, I do not know, John uh, 9, 9 5. One thing I do know, this is what this fellow said. He's giving his testimony. I was blind. Now I see. That's a testimony. Just that simple. I was blind, but now I see. I was ignorant, but now I'm knowledgeable. Praise God. I was in the dark. Now I'm in the light. Praise God. I didn't know. Now I know. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So God wants us to tell our stories. Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? This is a Samaritan woman at the well who has a sinful background, but in the midst of that, Jesus said, I'll give you living water. You might be thirsty now. I'll give you some water. You won't be thirsty ever again in life. You might be hungry now. I'll give you some bread where you'll never be hungry again, praise God. And she said, I got to tell the world. She became a witness and shared her testimony about how Jesus renamed her, how Jesus changed her, how Jesus changed her attitude and her thoughts about herself and how he restored her. Amen. And blessed her in spite of her. Amen, somebody. Jesus, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I'm the root and the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. Jesus said, I'm the bright and morning star. What does that mean? He says, I'm the sun. The morning star is the sun. Amen, somebody. I'm sunrise. I am the dawn. Amen, somebody. I'm, I'm the one that brings light. Even at the darkest hour, I penetrate and bring light. Amen, somebody. Do you want the dawn to occur in your life? Do you want to wake up and see the light and love of God everywhere shining through in such a way to illumine your pathway? That's what Jesus has for us. Amen. And I want to finish up with this, this story about Jacob. And uh, Jacob, right now, he is being uh, tracked down by Esau. Their odds and their little militias are about to go at each other. And he's afraid that he's going to be defeated. And so he's distressed. He's probably on the verge of being depressed. And uh, he's fearful. Uh, and, uh, but he's prayerful. He's persistent in his prayer. And he begins to pray and call out to God and and he had this wonderful experience where he began, he went in the middle of the night, he's attacked. Y'all don't hear me. 
he's attacked. He didn't know who was attacking him, but he begins to wrestle. Amen. He later would perceive that he was wrestling with the presence of God. He's wrestling, he's wrestling, he's wrestling, he's wrestling. He perceives that this is a supernatural occurrence. And he began uh, to lose the battle. Amen, somebody. Some kind of way, in, I guess, uh, angelic wrestle. He is, caught him with the right hole and put his hip out of joint. Amen, somebody. And, uh, and guess, what, guess what Jacob did? He just held on tighter. And then he began to exclaim, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Amen. I ain't letting go until you bless me. I want a blessing. I, I know your divine presence. I know you're something spiritual that, I, that has arrested me and I'm wrestling with it. And, 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 and so in other words, there's a divine purpose in my tests, in my trials, in my difficulties, in my struggles. Got to hold on. He said, I'm going to hold on to God until you bless me. I ain't letting go until you bless me. Praise God. And we need to say that about our trials, our tribulations, our tests, our struggles, our difficulties. I ain't letting you go until you bless me. I know there's a blessing out of this. I know I got to identify the blessing. I know I got to embrace the blessing. I know the blessing is real. So Lord, help me to get it, to get what you want me to get from what I'm experiencing, to get what you want me to have from the scar, the mark, the wound, the putting my hip out of joint. I'm going to be walking, walking with, a, with a showing up pimp walk now. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I'm going to have a little giddy up in my step now. But, uh, but I know one thing. When I see myself walking a little crooked, it's going to represent that God had a blessing for me. And this is the blessing that he gave me. He said, Jacob, I'm changing your name. Your name currently means trickster. Your name currently means deceiver. Your name currently means that you are, mm, you're not kosher at all. Amen, somebody. That, that you are corrupt in some ways. And then he says, I'm changing your name. Your name is now Israel. Prince of God. Amen, somebody. See, see, if you hold on for a little while, God will change your name. Amen. If you hold on, for a little while. If you, if you understand that weeping may endure for a night, but thank God joy cometh in the morning. That God has something for me. That God has a blessing for me. That God has a purpose for my pain. Praise God. And that God can give through the test a testimony. Through the test a testimony. Through the test he brings a testimony. Amen somebody. Anybody ever wrestle? I've been through a two tussles in my life. Amen, somebody. And I'm saying to myself, I got I to gotta get the Jacob mindset. I got to get the Jacob mindset. See, that's what you can say when you read the scriptures. When you read the word, you can refer to it, and it empowers you and equips you for the circumstances. That's why it's so important to be in the word, so you can find yourself in it, and you can apply it to your life. So I'm going through something. I said, I got to be like Jacob. 
I, I'm going to keep on trucking. I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep on, you know, holding on. I'm not going to let go of God until he blesses me. I'm not going to let go of my faith until it blesses me. I'm not going to let go of my hope until it blesses me. Amen, somebody. Some of us let go too soon. We got that portable kind of faith. You can, you can pick it up and put it down. Amen, somebody. You need to have the faith that's evident stamina, stick to itness, the ability to endure. I will keep holding on. I will not let go. I will run the race that is set before me. I will wrestle, praise God. I will fight the good fight of faith. But it's going to be a fight, praise God. Life is a fight, and I'm committed to fighting the good fight. You got to do the same. Won't you stand all over the church? I want to invite somebody to make a decision to connect, to reconnect, to exercise your faith, to say to God, to God, I live, and for you, I'll die. Amen, somebody. All of us, we're going to go through this life and uh, it's going to produce some kind of limp. Amen, somebody. But you don't, you need to turn your limp into a pimp walk. Amen, somebody. You need to change your whole perspective. Uh, don't, don't, don't take the whole connotation. Please detach it. Amen. In other words, you need to make it a, a swag. Amen. Purposeful. You know something I may be going through, but this is God's blessing me. I'm a suffering servant. Amen. I'm going to shout hallelujah anyhow. I'm a wounded healer. I'm a wounded healer. I've been wounded, but God has charged me to be a source of healing for somebody else. Praise God. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, but the word of God says with his stripes, with his stripes, we're healed. And we become healers when we take our wounds and they are converted into opportunities to testify of the goodness of God and his overcoming power. Here I am to worship. Here I am to praise. Here I am to magnify your name. Here I am to glorify you. Here I am to lift you. Because you are mine and I am yours. I gratify, I'm gratified in knowing that you have brought me through. I have passed through a few tests because of you. Not in my own strength, but in the strength of my God. So in the strength of God, we can pass the test. And we can turn the test into a testimony. So don't lose your money, baby. Amen, somebody. Don't lose your blessing. That's a blessing on the way. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Give God some praise. And I want to invite somebody to make a decision, to step out on faith, to come forward in his name, to let God have his way in you, you today, to move out, to connect with the church of Jesus Christ. You may be new in our community, seeking a church home. We invite you to come right now. You don't have to feel a certain way. You just come. You just believe and exercise your faith. As you move out, he'll move with you. As you move out, he'll move with you, praise God. So we invite you to make a decision. Don't procrastinate. Don't put this off. Don't listen to that other voice that's saying, oh, I do this. No, now is the time. This is the day. And we invite you. 
as we worship together for a few moments to come. Come. Hallelujah. Come in his name. Let him have his way in you today. Don't put this off. I come now in the name of Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. You deserve it, Lord God. You deserve it, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 